is everything grown centrally at like your farm locations so, in Italy or different fruits or different no, locations? So, so the uh, peculiar thing, so this is something maybe interesting as well. You know, people are used to see in the movies or in the documentaries these Brazilian uh, or American farms when you go with the helicopter to, 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 to for hours and you have this long, big orchard, you know. In Sicily, you have uh, around 180,000 citrus farms. So, you, you know, my farms are five hectares, 10 hectares. There is different fruits in the different farms. And obviously what I own is not enough for the supply that we have to provide. So we normally do business with cooperative, agricultural cooperatives, of which we are also part. Uh, they are all having to follow the same standard of organic, the same standard of processes. And, uh, you know, it is beautiful because mostly the owners of these farms, like we are families which are passionate about it. So the implementation of the organic uh, procedures or the methodologies that you rediscover from the past are all something that people are proud of, they like to talk about. So it's not only about business, it's also really about uh, uh, culture, about the spirit of the island. And, and I do really believe our fruit is unique in terms of taste and flavor because uh, the surroundings and the, the soil and, and uh, uh, you know, is a direct impact on the nutrition aspect of the juice. So today, if you go in any retailer or anywhere and you purchase a juice, uh, you will find anything from the chemical uh, mix of 10% uh, juice, sugar, preservatives, and who knows what else, to uh, blends and, uh, and nectar of 50% juice content. You will find a lot of 100% uh, juices. Now, I can tell you that, you know, one thing is sure, that 100% juice you find the person who is manufacturing it has no idea where that is coming from. So some purchasing guy will be purchasing juice somewhere, depending on the market price, what is cheaper or not cheaper. He will receive an industrial pressed quality, you know. They will mix, they will blend. So yes, you have juice. But uh, again, also there we need to look at the qualities. In my case, as I said, and that is, uh, you know, the, the, the things that I really wanted to do and was not easy to build the full machine to deliver this was to make so that people will be able to judge what to buy because they will compare the qualities. So, And it is uh, a fact that uh, since we've been uh, uh, pushing the product in the market, we've been growing very rapidly. The product is uh, appreciated more and more. Any feedback we get from people that tried is incredible. They are surprised. They cannot change, you know, once they get used to it. Uh, and and we are getting uh, uh, every day some very, very nice feedback because uh, recently in particular, we get almost every week call from some uh, relatively important customers saying, oh, we saw you there and we would like to get you, you know. Oh, we found in the supermarket and we are interested, you know. So this is... Uh, exactly the mission for more retailers reaching out to you uh, retailer or, or restaurant coffee mm. shops uh, chains uh, you know we we, we sell uh, not only retail one of our strongest uh, market is the oreca so hotels and mm. restaurants and coffee shops uh, in in Phuket in particular we are really almost everywhere now so this is a very it's a big administrative job then Massive. yes yes so some customers are big uh, chain like the coffee club for example so we deliver to uh, the um, warehouse and the taker of distribution but we build the full distribution as well and uh, so we do the sales and we do the retailing and we do everything and we have again full control of that mm -hmm. uh, and we create a relationship with the customers 
You know, I personally make a point to when I'm in the island uh, because I go back to the farm and to Sicily every month also. But when I'm in the island, I, I, I almost every day have lunch or coffee or some in different place, one of our customers. And, you know, we are in Italian restaurant, Japanese mm. restaurant, Indian restaurant, French restaurants, everyone. And uh, the product is, uh, is growing in appreciation. Uh, what, what was it kind of like? Um, first entering when did you first enter the Thai market and as a new business I mean this could be applicable to anyone looking to enter Thailand explain a little bit of your first experience of deciding to enter this market and some of the administrative you know bureaucracy and red okay. tape and paperwork because I think that part of the story people don't realize the difficulty and challenges of actually doing business in Thailand yes well this is a very good question so I have been working on going uh, and bringing our products to many markets. And uh, in that case, it's been the industrial products and sometimes retailing, which I manufacture in different countries, like in uh, the United Arab Emirates, for example, and we exported to Vietnam or other places. And often you work with a distributor locally, which is very well established, and you almost do not know what's happening. They take care of everything. They tell you and you proceed. Uh, in Thailand, it's been different, and I was uh, blocked here during COVID. I I, I was planning to uh, to come into the market. Uh, originally, we were planning to send from Sicily jerry can of five liters to be distributed to hotels. Uh, and when I was here, you know, here it was, if you remember, a bit of a magic uh, isolated island because in the first few months there was no COVID and everything was working and you were moving freely. So I took the opportunity to to launch the product. I thought it was a good idea. And being here, I decided I was going to build everything from scratch. And, uh, and what you say is correct. Uh, and this is valid for every country, but Thailand is having its own challenges. Uh, the biggest challenge is that there is no rule. So if you import something and you register the product and you're fully registered and you import it, when you import it, it could be the tax is 10% and the next guy tell you it's 20%. Or another will say it's 15%. So there is some clear boundaries. If you import orange juice, they will say to you the tax is 10%. Also, again, depend. So you need always to fight and argue. But if you go with something different, like a sweet lemon fruit, okay, what is the percentage? It could go anywhere from 30 to 80. So, yes, so you need to, to define and, I mean... The way that I, I believe is right to operate, you find the, the right partner. So we have a forwarder company that is very specialized. They know the people, they know how to move. So they've been supporting us from the beginning. But uh, this was some of the things I to discover at the beginning. Uh, and, uh, and again, there is a lot of red tape. When you import something, uh, you need to register the raw material uh, before you can manufacture, then you need to register the product. But uh, funny enough, when you register your product with the FDA, it's uh, factory specific. Mm -hmm. So I uh, have more than one partner, uh, and we started with one, we registered the product. When we moved to the other, we had to register again, and the FDA offices are different from uh, area to area. The process are different. The label they approve is different. Uh, there is so many uh, complications that you need to navigate through. So you need to have good people on board. I have, I believe, a really good, uh, good team. Uh, and you need to find the right partner and you need to be prepared. 
so that was you know some of the challenges and and uh, other has been also to find the right storage to find the right logistic to find the right uh, uh, processes uh, so I, I I mean we now reached I think a stage where we are optimized we work uh, quite seamlessly uh, every now and then some surprise pop up uh, and again, uh, and and that is valid also in interface interfaces with the labor department and with any office, you know. Uh, but I have to say, coming from Sicily, uh, I have been used to that because uh, we are maybe even more complicated than here. Do you think things move faster than Italy or slower? Because I've worked with Italians and I've worked with Thais. In uh, <laughs> in Italy, depends where. Yeah. Uh, in the north uh, of Italy, is definitely more efficient and organized. In the south of Italy, slower. I think maybe that can apply to every country yes. in the world. Yes, Nor- northern places for some reason yeah. operate faster. I mean, I, you can say that about the U.S. You can say that about. I lived in China. Yes. Um, for some reason, in any country in the world, the southern parts of the countries where it's always hotter, things move slower. I don't yes. know. There's got to be some human psychology yes. behind that. Oh yeah, it's the metabolism, maybe the siesta or the or go. the culture, you know, yeah. so which developed in the years. Uh, but it is a fact. I am a bit uh, typical as that. For example, uh, Sicilian people are normally never on time. Mm. I have problem to get late. You know, I actually physically always arrive earlier, and even if I try to be on time, I arrive earlier. So this will help me, I have to say. So, uh, but in that matter, also I believe that anything you do including a family business and including something which is your passion. You need to be efficient. You need to be organized if you want to really deliver the quality. And and we prove that. So one thing we do, and this is a good thing in Thailand, different from other countries, the nutrition factors that you publish on the product need to be uh, done by a certified lab from the government. Mm-hmm. And uh, because in some country you just declare and you put. So... Uh, that is good for us because we also pay extra money to do vitamin C, which is normally not in required. And uh, what I like to say, because people often say, oh, but oh, you have this juice and this industrial, and what about the nutrition factor? So we, we bottle, by the way, without any preservative. As I say, we cold press, uh, sorry, we, we, we defrost the juice, which is here. We... Uh, pasteurize it with this flesh pasteurization and then we bottle it. Now, if you take an orange and you squeeze it and you have 100 uh, milliliter of juice on the table, this will have around 50 milligram of vitamin C as soon as you squeeze it and uh, it will deplete uh, fairly quickly. This is the nature of vitamin C. Nobody still, uh, you know. The, the enzyme is Yes, exactly. Uh, now, the uh, product in our bottle uh, after all, it has 37 milligram of vitamin C. So if you think about it, that this is an industrial product in the bottle, and this is natural, uh, so uh, obviously in 250 ml, overall you will have uh, more than the daily recommended intake of vitamin C. What is the daily recommended intake uh, for the average? Yeah, f- so normally for, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is around uh, uh, 90 milligram milligram yes 
Uh, obviously, you can take more, but uh, different. This is I mean, people exactly. need to understand. It's they always have these like centralized, like you know, they they kind of give it a blanket statement. But I mean, are you a woman that weighs forty yeah. kg, or are you my yes, fat ass? and and uh, you know, we have uh, some product, obviously, like the sweet lemon yeah. that is twice as more vitamin C naturally, you know. So and and this is something we are very uh, vocal about because that is uh, we don't have to say anything else. Take my product. There is no added sugar. We chose a specific variety of fruit which we can afford because in Sicily we have 12 variety of oranges from the most sour which I love because I even eat lemons that since I was a child we eat lemon with salt. I have this every morning. I, I juice a lemon yeah. and I take sea salt. And yeah. This is no, what I put in my and water uh, bottle. You know, we have these nice cedar ciders, you know, in Sicily. We cut in pieces, put salt and we eat. So for me, the oranges to be quite sour. But we have a Valen Valencia variety, which is naturally very sweet. So for this market where people have a sweet palate, we selected those variety of fruit uh, where the least sweet is the grapefruit. But the white grapefruit is sweeter than the pink grapefruit from the United States. Uh, and, and in fact, the, the white grapefruit, we are now testing it in the market. It's not in retail. It's only online and in a selected restaurant. We are collecting feedback to see if it, it is in, in Thailand. In Thailand. Yeah, because Thailand, they probably have a very sweet palate. Yes, right? correct. But there is uh, enough uh, uh, big community of foreigners. So the white grapefruit is, uh, is appreciated. And uh, we, we are, as I said, very vocal about the fact that in our bottle, you have the nutrition uh, elements that are declared. There is no added sugar, and it is a, an entirely natural product. And most important, there is no chemical spray. Because uh, if you go into the retail industry, they always give you thresholds. Oh, you can be fine if you are below this number. Fine. And then if I drink uh, three juice, how much uh, chemical did I... And then people wonder why people get cancer, you know? Right. So, uh, so this is very important to me. And it's very important to me also, and this is a big initiative that we are doing in Thailand now. One of our focus is the children. Uh, obviously, our product uh, and, you know, uh, Festilia, uh, our tagline is celebrating life. Festilia, the juice, is something that uh, a person which is doing sport can take, uh, can refresh. Someone that is uh, in a family environment. Uh, somebody that uh, is, uh, you know, just uh, going on vacation. So Festilia, the juice can be with you, always giving you something positive, giving you some energy, giving you something healthy. But the most importantly for the children, so we work a lot with the schools. Mm -hmm. uh, we have launched uh, a, a cartoon series, uh, Festilia Toons, on YouTube, a channel, where we have now four episodes, the fifth is coming out, of an educational uh, series for children. Uh, where the bottles are the characters. And for example, the first episode was vitamin C. So the, the, f the characters in the farms, they are playing and then they go to the lab where there is a professor grapefruit and he's teaching about the value of vitamin C. So every episode is teaching about something else to children. So we have been into schools doing a session where we do a presentation teaching about the nutrition element, the importance of healthy food. There is our big bottle mascot which is coming in uh, and then the kids go crazy and then we give the juice. So we try to entertain and to educate them and we try to place our juices in the school so that they can drink something healthy. Often uh, focus is on cutting cost mm -hmm. and, uh, and putting stuff which is uh, full of sugar. Uh, and, and you know, ultimately, if you drink a soda or if you drink a, a juice with the sugar once a month, you're not going to die. But if you want to get something regularly that is uh, 
bringing you some some refreshment, some happiness, some health, you know, uh, some taste. Uh, let's go natural. Is all vitamin C created equally? Meaning, like the vitamin C from a Valencia orange or a grapefruit. As long as I'm, you're extracting the vitamin C from that fruit, and I'm getting the right dosage. Is it essentially the same, or do they have different qualities of vitamin C on no. a spectrum? No, no. Vitamin C is vitamin C. So and 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 therefore, I mean, you have different type of vitamins. So obviously, in the juice, uh, we have the vitamin uh, B. Uh, but th th there is very small quantity. The most predominant for the citrus is vitamin C, and the other very important thing is fibers. And uh, and again, uh, our fruit has higher concentration of fiber compared to fruit which is coming from different countries because of the volcanic soil. Are you keeping the pulp in the juice itself? Yeah, the, the juice is having uh, three to four percent pulp, uh, not more because uh, it's in industrially processed and uh, you want to filter it properly and also not to create some uh, you know uh, and this is the sad thing also that in some uh, industrial products they actually add back uh, pulp which sometimes is natural sometimes is not because they they the aim in the industry is always try to manufacture things that people perceive as being natural and uh, increase them so that people think this is natural so you know people maybe have the idea that that uh, fruit is wheat and that there is a lot of pulp so they put sugar and pulp in it but it's not natural mm. so what we instead want to do is to focus you know i had scenario and situation in which uh, we had customers saying can you put some more color please uh, because it's not looking orange enough. And they said, excuse me, this is the color of the juice. <laughs> you know, yeah. I know, but people expect it more orange. And no, okay, sorry, I'm not going to do that. Mm. And then you find product in the market, say, 100% uh, juice, and then there is with addition of E218 and E352, which uh, nobody knows what it is, and then the artificial color, so, or preservatives, or stuff like that, you know. These preservatives of competitor products in Thailand, when people are lead, leading towards the preservatives and these these you know un, you know non natural sugars, in terms of cost, like are are you talking like your product versus their product at a cost level? They're tr they're saving like sixty seventy percent or like what is really the big difference? And I think this is important because at the end of the day of for us too with quality, it always comes down to cost. And if you want the cheap stuff, the cost. For those factories, is always like, you know, it could be 70, 60% cheaper. Yeah, so you see, one of our uh, difficult uh, challenges at the beginning was uh, to, to place in the market a product which differently from all the others has the juice being the most expensive thing. So when you take a uh, uh, product in Tetra Packs or uh, other product even in the bottle of glass which there are few the things which is most expensive is the packaging mm -hmm. the bottle the tetra pack the labels the, the la cup. labor to put and then in. there is a lesser cost compared to the overall which is the juice my juice cost two times the cost of the overall package and mm -hmm. there is no middle person i'm i'm saying the the, the physical juice uh because of not having an intermediary from the beginning to the end, we can afford to be in a range that is still acceptable to the market. Also, we are on the high end. Uh, but but uh, if you take, uh, I mean, we are the most expensive juice. The only other 
Very expensive one is the Florida Natural, they call, but that is because there is a big import tax. They're bringing it from Florida and... Uh, and they're a large corporation and, and, and have a big marketing and, budget. And it is still, uh, anyway, an industrial product, you know? So, so it was uh, um, a risk and a bet, but we have done a lot of work in the market to bring awareness so people understand that there is a difference. And, uh, and uh, you know, what I believed has proven true. If someone try quality, will understand. So the bet was to invest and take the risk to bring the product out there so that the people could test it. So if you drink our juice, you will say, okay, there is a difference, you know? So it, it is not the same. And, and people uh, love it and people uh, keep buying it and we are growing uh, month on month. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we are now projecting to, to even get uh, or start quite aggressively export to surrounding uh, countries from Thailand. So I will use Thailand as a hub. Yeah. Uh, we, we are very well received from all demographics, whether it is uh, um, foreigners or Thai. We even have a special project. Uh, th there is a charity foundation uh, from uh, Princess Pa in Thailand. It's called Friends of Pa. It's a foundation that is focusing on helping uh, the people in the rural area, uh, giving them help to find uh, agricultural jobs and, mm. and providing food packs and so on. And they do have uh, a quite uh, important coffee shops in, uh, in Bangkok at the headquarters which is mostly a Thai audience which come from all Thailand to, to see. And they do sell products uh, and we are the only non-100% Thai products sold. So we do a label for them with the juice. And the, the people which come are Thai from all the side of the countries and they love the product, you know. And again, one of the reasons we could be with them is because everything is done in Thailand the juice not, but you don't find that juice in Thailand. So but I think if, if you don't have full control of your factory to bringing yeah. it here and there was a middleman, it'd be impossible to Correct. To, to have any margin. Th there is, you know, when you squeeze a fruit in the industry, you have a first squeeze, second squeeze, third squeeze, and fourth squeeze. The more you squeeze, the more white uh, part of the fruit, you know, you are putting in, uh, and uh, the less premium the juice is. The juice that we use for Festilia is a first squeeze. So we just have a first squeeze of the orange and we, uh, so it's like you are having uh, really the orange squeezed on the table like that, you know? Are, are you selling then the byproduct? So yes, for the second. No, well, we do essential oils. Uh, okay. The orange peels are very premium, you know? Uh, it's something that is having a big market. So we, we do, uh, you know, not supply only a manufacturer for juice. Uh, we work with uh, different type of uh, area in the food industry. Uh, we, we even extract from uh, some fruit the flavonoids, which go into the pharmaceutical industry, to give you an idea. Yeah. So we, uh, we are processing, uh, and again, is uh, our uh, message here and our work is that one of educated uh, people into what the business is. Uh, we, when we are here, Again, is not only, uh, and by the way, good part of my staff has been to Sicily, has been to the factory. 
they have seen with their eyes, they can talk about uh, you know what they they have seen and what is the situation. And again, you will not find this anywhere. I mean, uh, and I think that is very important that you do understand uh, the value mm-hmm. of what is that you offer to the market. Yeah, well, I mean, we we literally have the same kind of a uh, business model in that sense. Like this product here, I my cost of let's say Lion's Mane, we do like a dual extract. My cost is ninety US dollar, but I can also buy it for five. Yes, I can buy you the cheapest shit out of yes. China yes. for five bucks a kg. Correct. What I sell is ninety, so you're, it's over ten x the price. Yes. And when people come and they go, well, you know, why why can I buy this bottle for ten dollars and you sell it for thirty? Mm-hmm. And and I think the biggest thing over the next decade is going to be quality education. Correct. And I foresee by the end of the decade, these cheap companies selling sugar products or cheap companies selling any supplement that's very low quality, I think they're going to eventually disappear. Yes. And I, I think a lot of that will have to do with social media. The, 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 the <coughs> clear example is China. I was not interested in sending uh, anything to China up to before COVID because they were openly openly telling you that the juice they would buy or sell, it was water, citric acid, and some flavors. Yeah. Uh, now, they have become so much more perceptive of quality, so much that they are even banning the import of product with preservatives uh, in terms of beverage. So, so, And now there is a very big market in China for premium quality that is popping up. A- and in fact, that is one of our targets with Festilia, uh, soon is to to go and tap into the Chinese market as well, but uh, we want to use as a hub Thailand. Uh, we have good partners for the manufacturing, and from here we want to expand. What do you think happens to these companies like Nestle? I mean, for example, we saw McDonald's back in the day try to introduce the salad. Yeah. Do you see Nestle trying to jump on the bandwagon, or these companies try to offer quality, or do they do they do they pivot or do they disappear? Uh, I think they will pivot. First of all, I will tell you that uh, the shift into the audience is going to take longer. Also, there is definitely, and that is why we we have now a product like Vestilla that is growing successfully because there is a uh, growing uh, market. (coughs) It's okay, grab grab some some water. Some time has come to need water. There is a growing market that is uh, perceiving uh, the quality as uh, valuable and is going for it. <clears throat> but there is still a very big market of people that uh, <clears throat> do not care. They just take anything and drink anything for what they get educated from the beginning. The marketing, flesh, they see the influencer drinking that product and they go for it. What they do you think the, the size of the market is? let's say just for organic cold pressed orange juice or just juices in general, what percentage of the market just doesn't care? 80%? Uh, depend on the country. In Thailand, I think that uh, <clears throat> maybe 70%. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And it's, they don't, they don't want to be educated. They're, you know, they, they want to go uh, to the, se- cause I mean, for example, you go in the Seven Eleven. this is basically a sugar crack then. Correct. That's, it's, 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 it's a, I can't, 7-Eleven should have pharmacy written under it somewhere. It's a pharmaceutical place for people that want to be, that are addicted to sugar. Um, but their costs, and, and as I'm getting into the supplement industry, you start to realize really <coughs> quick, well, if you're selling a green tea in a bottle in 7-Eleven and it costs you 30 baht, their cost must be four baht. 
Other, they can't be, otherwise they would never be there. So what are they really selling? The, <clears throat> this is a very good question. Uh, one of the challenge we are taking on our shoulder now um, is to, <clears throat> to come up with a product uh, that can tap into that market, but that is uh, healthy. Uh, healthy meaning is exactly on the same uh, wave of uh, festilia, meaning uh, Italian juice, natural, no added sugar, uh, but in the form of a beverage drink. Uh, that and, and we are working now into that project uh, again because my mission is to get healthy quality product to everyone. And if there is a big percentage of people in the country that cannot afford... Uh, and when I say cannot afford, that believe cannot afford, because then they will buy iPhone 5, uh, like there is nothing, you know, sorry, iPhone 15, yeah. like, you know, they will put loans for motorbikes, and but they will not buy, uh, you know, a, a drink or juice, which costs a little bit more, because they don't perceive the value. But you can get them to educate them by maybe offering them something that uh, is affordable to them. Uh, but that is a challenge. So we are studying that, but uh, uh, it's very difficult challenge because unfortunately, as, as we said, 70% of the market, color, sweet, I like. And by the way, is that influencer pushing it? Perfect. Well, I think one of the major issues that I'm coming across now is I didn't realize about marketing regulations and what you can say and what you can't say. And uh, as I was educating initially with my products, I thought you could talk about your competitors and just explain what they're doing versus what you're doing. Yeah. And the more you realize it, it's illegal. Yeah. I had no idea about this, right. but we didn't push too hard. I think that those types of regulation and marketing might need to disappear to allow proper education. Otherwise, you can never really convey your message properly. That is true. Um, we talk to customers, you know, being a B2B. It's okay. Uh, it's okay, but... Th there is obviously the B2C for the retail uh, because I want to educate people to go and buy in retail. So I could get the attention of the retailer who plays my product. I can get all the customers we go in terms of restaurant, hotels, coffee shop, because I can tell them. Uh, in, uh, in case, uh, as you said, of the rules that you have, uh, I believe that uh, the best way then is to really make sure people understand the value of what you propose. Uh, so much to intrigue them enough to try, because again, when they try, they will understand the difference. There is no chance. Uh, I had almost never the situation in which someone would try the juice and will go, no, I don't like it, I prefer that one. You know, They will go like, wow, what is this? A and uh, we had to think hard about it, one of the things was also to come up with unique flavors because they stimulate you to try. So when I present to you sweet Sicilian lemons, variety vanilla, which does not exist anywhere else in the world, and I say to you, this is unique, people say, oh, okay, let me try. Then they try that and they go, whoa, you know? I mean, imagine you are used to drink a lemonade, which is refreshing by nature, but you need to put sugar. Mm. And the lemonade is 10% lemon in this water. Now imagine a mouthful, rich juice, because it's, which is therefore much more fulfilling, and it's lemon, but it's sweet, and there is no sugar added. So the sweetness is not leaving you that 
back taste in your tongue, which you have when you, you know, when you add sugar and you drink, you get 10 times more thirsty and you have this uh, stuff in your tongue, which is staying for one hour, you know. Uh, but when you drink a product, that, and that is also the important value, even if the sugar content is naturally high with the fructoseous and glucoseous, uh, you, you will not have that kind of uh, negative effect. Do you have any fruits in Italy that could have a crossover with Thailand? Like, uh, and I'm assuming no on some of them, like the mango. But are there, is there mangosteen? Is there any type of fruit that you could juice that already exists here so the integration could be a bit more seamless to the public? Mm, nope. We don't Nothing. have uh, tropical fruits. So we have, uh, obviously, apples. You know, I mean, the usual traditional European fruits. Yeah. Uh, crossover, there is a little bit, uh, as I said, we... Maybe the grapefruit and the palmello kind of uh, has... Uh, no, or for example, we cold press the mandarancho, which is a hybrid between uh, mandarin and orange seedless in Sicily, and we sell it here as shogun because it's very similar to the Thai shogun oranges. Mm, okay. So that is kind of... Uh, that also helped us to, to get attention because there is maybe some Thai people, they say, no, we want our orange, you know? So we gave this... Uh, yeah, because I think that that's one of the challenges, like... You can do quite well in the expat community really quick, but the education to the Thai community, especially with the proper Thai marketing, and, and that's the market. I mean, <coughs> if you want to succeed in Thailand, you really need to grab that whole Thai market. Um, so it's it's trying to educate them must also be quite the challenge. Yes. So <clears throat> find the right way to attract their attention to try. When they try, they understand. Have you been approached by actors, Thai celebrities that have found interest in this and, and want to take on this more like a passion project? Uh, we, when we did the launch, uh, so we did a soft launch of the product October last year. And uh, we signed up uh, with the retailer starting in March. Uh, the first was Gourmet Market in uh, Bangkok. Uh, but we did the official launch in uh, March, uh, end of March 2023 in Bangkok. So we had a big event. We had <coughs> certain personality that came at the event, which were also invited, and they did demonstrated interest, and some of them posted. Uh, we don't have really someone recently oh, that is... Like a brand yeah, ambassador. Yeah, brand ambassador. We are now in the process of uh, proactively approaching so we i believe this is the time now right time for our brand to engage with people uh as brand ambassadors uh that that obviously we want to involve us presenting the product and by having their buy-in into the quality and getting their passion for it yeah. so this is what i'm looking i'm not looking for the paid influencer you give money and they go with one post i want somebody that believe in the product we we have uh, <clears throat> engaged with a child, uh, six years old. He has almost a million followers in Facebook. Uh, Thai child. Thai child. Uh, and uh, we supply juice, and uh, he loves it, and they post. He has a cat, and it's a couple very loved. It's very active. Uh, they have, uh, you know, when, when a post is done, there is 15,000 likes, you know, in two hours. So <clears throat> uh, th that is good because we want to push, as I said, with the children uh, and in the children community. 
and and we are now like again looking for for someone that we can give the juice and they say wow we love this product we want to tell about it you know yeah we're we're in the same boat uh we have many influencers that reach out to us and we're building a team <laughs> of brand ambassadors but i truly believe that whoever joins the team they have to have a passion behind this product because um otherwise this guy with the bottle holding it like this this stuff lasts 24 hours and dies what's, exactly. the, what's the point exactly um before we wrap it up on one note because we're almost at an hour it flies yes. by and i try to keep them now under an hour before yeah. i used to do two but um we actually started doing these before reels existed oh okay so we noticed over the beginning of our podcast two and a half years ago the second instagram reels and tiktok we did this before tiktok came out mm attention span just dropped off yep. like holy shit you're you want to do a podcast you've got to keep it under an hour yes. um one mo more final question more from the business side and that's kind of what i try to do on this podcast um people always ask like you know why don't you talk about this talk about that i'm like when you build a podcast every you are unique to your podcast whatever yeah. you like and whatever you want to talk about that's what it needs to represent that is your podcast yeah because and i always come from like a, a thailand entrepreneurial spirit um and, and uh you know healthy lifestyle and giving back and this is kind of where my my vision and, and what encompasses what i'm thinking as my morals so my question always coming back to the entrepreneurial spirit some of the challenges you might face when going more b to b which you need to essentially from a cash flow perspective you're reaching out to maybe you get into big C, your Villa Market, your Tops. Do you face cash flow problems when they present contracts on consignment? And is that something you're able to discuss? Uh, I can discuss. So I don't have a contract on consignment. Okay, that's good. Uh, that's so I do consignment with some customers that ask. Uh, but uh, I, I am most of the time been faced with the situation that uh, all the customers like to buy. Yes. Um, uh, there is, uh, you know, times when uh, you make a big initiative, like bringing a new product in the market, uh, where, or when at the beginning you sign up with the retailers, you know, you need to pay some fees, uh, so there is some investment to do. Uh, normally, uh, you see, Festilia is... Uh, my love pet project which i want to bring big in the market festilia is uh, the name of my mother it's a unique name in italy which my grandfather invented uh, which means a festivity celebration and this is why festilia celebrating life and, and and so i i can afford to finance the moment in which we need to have cash flow uh, through the rest of the business uh, which is the focus mm -hmm. Uh, but Festilia is now already, you know, less uh, one year we are with, it's profitable, it's generating cash flow. So it's, it's, it's a product that is growing very rapidly. And you said you're in other countries as well? Uh, Festilia, so well, we, as the Festilia product we launched, I exported okay. already to the United Arab Emirates mm -hmm. as well. And we are planning this year now to go to China, Vietnam, uh, Indonesia, uh, so that's going to be the focus because in Thailand we are rolling. So in Thailand it's all now about branding and expanding uh, and growing faster. We're doing the exact same thing. I, I thought the next step for us would be the US, but I realized actually the better markets are Singapore, Hong Kong, Dubai. Singapore, by the way, this is also in the list because it's one uh, very but easy market to go. Yeah, if you need the help for Dubai, I, I have been there for 23 years and I have business since oh, okay. long. Yeah, because so, I want to get my residents there. Yeah. We're, we've already started the Singapore process. Mm. 
to be honest, the Singapore process for the HSA online is the best. It is so clean, so yes. smooth. It's it, <laughs> it's like just do this. No, no, it's <laughs> it's uh, even importing. I, I mean, I, we didn't import there yet, but I was told it's it's they don't even need the customized labels. Nothing. You just import. But, I mean, the, the directions. It's very do yes. this, do this, yes. do this. There's yes. nothing. Correct. Thailand is like no, yeah, well, okay. You got to find this Thai written yeah. document from 18 oh, yes. years ago. Yes, you're gonna need to translate. Oh, by mm. the way, that document actually is irrelevant now. You have to interpret. <laughs> it's about interpretation. So we, we th I thought U.S. and I, 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 I backtracked. I said, you know what? I actually think these products and and like one like yourself, those markets like U.K., Australia, U.S.A. They're too, they're too saturated, and these these Dubai, Singapore, Hong Kong. I, I'm looking into, yes. I actually was thinking Vietnam, but I thought it might yeah. be a bit more challenging. And then I started to, I think Indonesia, but I heard from a lot of people that Indonesia to get in is very challenging for in documentation. Indonesia, Indonesia, we signed up with a distributor, very nice. And uh, they clearly told us it's an eight months process, yeah. which requires theirs halal certifiers to fly in here yes. to our factory. So we started it with the idea it's going to be end of the year. In the meanwhile, we go Singapore, China. So, but uh, and the focus stays in Thailand. By the way, we are growing the team. Uh, we have signed up uh, non-exclusive uh, one big distributor as well. So this is going to uh, speed up the growth as well. And uh, yeah, we're doing. I'm using Thailand as my hub. Yes. We do all our um, encapsulation here for the United Arab Emirates. I believe this product. Uh, I already. I got guy. Every. I got yeah. my phones ringing. Yes. The problem is, you know, when you start doing well. <coughs> And then people notice and they're like, yeah. how do I get it? And then, yeah, yeah. how do I get a piece of the pie? The fine, what <laughs> I, I'm doing now yeah. is like taking a step back. Yes. Because I could just sign, sell, sign, sell. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I need to be a bit careful here. No need to rush. No need to rush. And yeah. and to be honest, like we're, we're doing so well in Thailand and, and thanks to everyone out there. And I think what had happened, it's similar to what you're saying is I was doing electronics yeah. manufacturing. And I've told this story where I woke up, I woke up and it pays well. And I'm like, do I want to stare at yeah. this fucking yeah. LED display yeah. every day for 30 more years? Yeah. And I said, what are you passionate about? I said, mushrooms. And this yeah. took me three to four years to yeah. put it together. But now when I wake up, I'm working, I don't even know, 4.30 to midnight. Yes. But I, my day is structured. Yes. But I have but to sometimes it. go shit, go to bed. Yeah. Because I can, see, you know, you see the vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you when know you're it's, in, yeah. but it's, it's, I'm a bit of a control freak where it's like, I need to out, I need to start outsourcing stuff to yes. to a team, but it's not easy. Yes, no, that I, I I do and I need because there is too many things. Uh, so and I have a I believe a fantastic team. Uh, you know, it's not easy to find good people, but for me the number one priority they have to love what they do. They have to be passionate, and uh, they have to believe in the spirit of what we want to achieve. And I believe that is the case. So well, it's the attention to detail for me. Like my biggest pet peeve is, you know, you're working with someone and the, the word that will kill me is when anyone says good enough. I'm like, there is no, like, there's a reason why you have a Stanley Kubrick, a Sergei Leone, you have yes. top 10 directors in the world. There's a reason yes. attention to detail that will separate. I, you. Uh, I am very detail focused uh i have learned in life to delegate uh and then to have the team work by objectives but i see everything so which i mean i'm a bit of a control freak and i want to make sure everything it's done by the book and uh, 
attention to quality, you know, it's number one priority. When you are uh, in the food industry, in the beverage, and you deliver something that you want to make sure for people it is different and it is really premium and this quality, you cannot cut corners. No, because that's why they're purchasing it. That's yes. why they're spending the extra uh, And that dollar, is why, right? I, I mean, uh, again, sorry, I have been uh, two weeks ago in uh, Sicily. I was at the farm. I saw the fruit. I saw how they pressed it. And I am controlling everything, even the exporting and the importing, everything. So there is no chance that something can go wrong. And if it can go wrong, we fix it. Well, especially those key phases in, pr in, in the process. Correct. Export, you fuck up. Yes. What do you lose everything? Like there's little, there's certain parts where a little mistake could destroy the business. Yes. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but it's unnecessary headache. Yeah, correct. Okay. Um, right before, I'm sure I yes. keep talking for hours on that. Uh, right before we wrap it up, I'm going to kick it back to this camera, the big lens yes. to you. And uh, Antonio is going to just let you all know, and we're going to leave links in the description, a little bit about your social side. So where people can find you on Instagram, website, any of that stuff, yes. your YouTube uh, channel as well. You, you're saying about the kids cartoon. So I'm going to kick it to this camera. He's going to let you know where to find him. Okay. Yes, uh, we are uh, now available, obviously, in Thailand everywhere. Uh, you can find in most retailers. That is uh, in uh, Tops, uh, Villa Market, and Rimping, and so on. Restaurant, coffee shop. If you go online, uh, our uh, Facebook page is uh, Festilia Juice. Uh, so is our Instagram and our TikTok. Uh, we also have uh, a YouTube channel, one for the Festilia Juice. Uh, and we have a unique initiative, which is uh, uh, Festilia Tunes. Uh, and this is a cartoon series educational for children. Uh, you can buy us online in Shopee and Lazada, but uh, it's enough to Google and uh, search for, for the product. And we are also available on the obviously retailer online stores like Villa Market and Tops. Perfect. And if anyone's like retailers for the B2B side looking to reach out to you, international schools, um, you know, in the big shopping marks, you guys yes. are still accepting all this? Yes, okay. absolutely. Always accepting business. Yes. Okay. Uh, Spread the love. Yes. Um, that wraps up another episode of the Fruiting Body Podcast. Thanks a lot for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe and stay tuned to next week's episode. I, I don't know what it'll be. We, we filmed too many too fast. All right. Yes. We're out.